The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. You are now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, health heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that defends public health by simplifying and demystifying how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into freedom, a healthy gut, and staying young, this is the show for you. What's up, health heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today in the house, I've got Brian Grin. Uh, Brian had me on his podcast, the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. And um, we chatted about restructured water, colon hydrotherapy, plant-based healing, that kind of stuff. Um, so check him out over there at uh, Get Lean, Eat Clean. If you want to hear him interview me, that'd be fun. Um, Brian, thanks for coming on the show today, brother. Tim, pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. What neck of the woods are you located at? I'm in Chicago. So dead of winter, but uh, yeah got some good snow. So, um, actually speaking of colon hydrotherapy, I'm actually going tomorrow. So <laughs> I'll give you, give you an update on how that goes. Oh, cool. Was that your first time going? No, I went a while back, probably oh, 10 okay. years. Yeah. 10 years ago, but this to the same woman, actually, she's still doing it, which is good. So, so what prompted you 10 years to go to do it? You know, that's funny. I don't even know. I, I think it probably heard it through the grapevine. I was like, Oh, you know, I'll check it out. I'll check most things out once at least. <laughs> well, you sound a lot more open-minded 10 years ago than I was. Like yeah. it literally took a buddy of mine dying of cancer to, and then like getting immersed in a three and a half hour internal awareness class to get my, you know, <laughs> and then, you know, and I still wasn't going to do it until that doctor showed the internal videos, those virtual colonoscopies of what was going on. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh my God. You know, that's when it really clicked for me when I saw the internal terrain was just for people that were sick and, you know, Hashimoto's and cancer and um, parasites and all that stuff going on inside of you. Then I realized it was an internal game. Yeah. So, no doubt uh, about that. You must be a little bit more open-minded or somebody cracked you in the head years before that and woke you up a little <laughs> bit to be more open-minded because I was just, you know, a lot of guys are really close-minded to that. Yeah. You know, and also too, I figure, you know, with my clients and stuff, I always like to try things on myself before I actually recommend them. So why not do it again? And this could be maybe a little bit of a tool in the toolbox to help, you know, help with clients. So, yeah. Well, awesome. Well, guys, I wanted to have Brian on today. He's a personal trainer. Um, my other co-host Carter Wilcoxon, um, over at the health and wealth podcast. In fact, I don't even think I brought that up before, but if I haven't, um, there, I'm on another podcast. I have a co-host. We've got about 40 episodes under our belt. Oh, nice. With Carter Wilcoxon. It was, um, uh, he, I'm actually met him and through a podcast booking agency and he's like, yeah, we should do this health and wealth podcast. And I was like, Oh, oh my God. So I can't believe you're bringing that up because when I walked away from financial services years ago, my financial advisor, buddy, uh, Jeff Dixon, he was doing a radio show and I was like, man, we should probably do like a health and wealth show. Mm -hmm. And, and then Carter brings this around. So we've actually got 40 episodes. If you haven't checked it out, it's a health and wealth podcast. It's, um, it's out there all over the place, just like this show and your show. Mm -hmm. the get lean eat clean podcast so mm -hmm. so check that out but so brian the reason i brought that up is because brian's a golfer and carter <laughs> my buddy it's like every podcast he's talking about golf no oh. right oh, i gotta meet this guy yeah oh yeah yeah he, he's the pga tour and he's we've had we've had some we had a got Did some you... golf pros on you know nice. some, like some guys that have you know played in the tour and stuff like that it's really cool that podcast is more about we have financial advisors on and we talk about you know, financial advising stuff. And then we flip the script and then they get to ask me just random questions about health. And then I try to do my best to answer them. So it's kind oh, of, that's, that's fun. fun. That's different. Fun format. Um, but Brian's also an entrepreneur. He's an author. Um, he's got a really cool program. He'll tell you about at the end. Um, he's a health coach and he's just got a passion like me for helping people reaching their optimal potential. So hey, Brian, thanks a lot for taking time out of your day to come on the show today, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. So, why don't you just like, you know, get into like, your backstory and how you got into this, what you were doing before. Yeah. I mean, I've been in health and wellness for like over 20 years, um, mainly training individuals inside a studio, small studio outside of Chicago. And yeah, I was doing that for probably 10 years and started to realize that 
I wanted to focus a little bit more on the nutrition end of things. I actually had a client who came to me who was like pre-diabetic. She was, um, you know, overweight and, um, looking for anything. And she started getting into fasting on her own, just doing a bunch of research. You know, Dr. Jason Fung has a lot of stuff out there and, and, uh, she just had unbelievable results. And I was just like watching her get these results, thinking to myself, wow, this is great. And, you know, at the time I was probably around 30 ish. Now I'm, now I'm 41. And I was like, God, I got to look into this whole fasting thing. Cause you know, all I know about it is through like certain religions. Um, and yeah, I started doing it myself, um, eased my way into it, had some great results. And I was like, I got to start implementing this with clients. And that just sort of led me down the rabbit hole of fasting and more. And um, yeah, just came out with the intermittent fasting journal, uh, which I have somewhere here. Oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> and so came out with a journal just to help guide people like a 21 day guide. And uh, just felt like it was, uh, you know, there's a lot of apps and things out there, but I'm sort of old school. So um, yeah. And that was like my backstory into getting into fasting and continually, obviously training individuals and helping people build muscle. But, um, you know, obviously a big component of it is eating and what you eat, when you eat and abstaining from eating, obviously as well is probably 75% of the puzzle. So, uh, yeah, just ran with it and been doing it ever since. And, you know, started the podcast a couple of years ago and here we are. So when you were talking about, you know, with, with clients and stuff about fasting, mm. you know, one thing I've experienced is that, you know, the first thing when people hear that it scares the crap out of them. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at a deeper level, I talk about this all the time. Like I learned at the Hippocrates health Institute is that, you know, we're using food as a dope to push down emotions. So it's not just the food addictions and the breakfast, lunch, and dinner, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, all the emotions where grandma and mom was cooking around the stove. And maybe that's where you connected with her. Um, in fact, I, I, I have one lady, I remember I talked to her about, she came over to my health class uh, when I used to do private one-on-one stuff, like a detox nutrition class, raw mm-hmm. living dinner class. She's like, I, I am not, I can't stop making like pastries and pies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Otherwise my kids won't come and see me. Like literally she was freaked out that she would never see her kids again if she stopped cooking yummy foods. Like she's like, that's why they come over to see me. And I was like, wow, that's really um sad but at the same time it's 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 kind of real right it was like she's like she was like emotionally concerned about it so there's deep there's this is just one little example i'm bringing up there's like deep emotional examples and triggers that people have around food and there's habitual things going on so the first thing i think is that to get people even warmed up to the idea of fasting and why they'd want to do it because you're right you have obviously you've developed um a fasting manual, a 21 day challenge for people, which is awesome because people love challenges. They won't do anything, but you get them to a challenge like, yeah, I'll try it. Cause they know it's a start. There's a start and a finish, right? There's an end. It's not a forever deal, but in that challenge, which is really good and gets people to wake up to something that might end up being a new habit for them or a new way of thinking. And it gives them an opportunity to get results. So for me, I've noticed that when it comes to fasting, the first part is the educational component. You know, um, first mm-hmm. off, just letting people know, hey, you, you already fast every day, right? When you go to bed, when you wake up, you were fasting all night. Right. So all we are trying to do is extend it a little bit, right? And get them in benefits. And you start talking about the benefits and people are like, whoa, you know, autophagy, the body cleaning up all the dead cells. So what, what do you do? Like, what have you experienced to, to help? Let's say somebody's new here listening to the podcast and they've heard about fasting before, but they're like a little apprehensive about it. What would you share with them? Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. There's that mental, emotional part, um, of just being like tied to food and the, and the clock. And we're so used to eating, you know, at certain times and scared of being hungry, I guess, you know, I remember when I first started, it's like any inkling of hunger, I would just looked for like a kind bar, like something that would sort of, um, hold me over. And I think there was this rhetoric out there, um, of you need like six meals a day, to feed the brain and to have energy. And I, w- I was a believer of that for a while back, you know, back a while, 15 years ago, let's say I, I thought the, thought the same thing. Uh, but to help people wrap their arms around fasting. Yeah. I mean, it can be sort of a, um, intimidating thing to start. I think most importantly is like you said, you, we already do some t- type of fasting, right? Obviously we're 
we're sleeping through the night, hopefully, and not getting up in the middle of the night meeting. Um, so we are doing a are doing a form of it, um, and we're just looking to extend it a little bit more. I think, but first and foremost, before anyone starts fasting, I think they a, a good rule of thumb is to tr- perhaps push to just have three meals a day without snacking. Um, if they can go without snacking and do that, then you know, from there, we can maybe talk about pushing back that first meal. And in order to not maybe scare them away, maybe push it back an hour, you know, and then once they're good with that, let's say they're used to eating at eight o'clock, you know, and then they push it to nine. They're like, Oh, okay, this is not so bad. You know, once they get the hang of that, you know, it's like these little wins you got to create. And everyone's a little bit different I've had other clients who are like, no, none of this, like, you know, training wheels stuff. <laughs> they want to go, let's just go right till noon. I'm like, okay, we'll go right till noon. So I think it does depend on the individual, but yes, if, if they are sort of apprehensive, I think slowly easing them into the process is the best way to go. Awesome. Yeah. And what you just said, uh, we totally believe that over here. I hope the people listening understand that the, if, if you have any apprehension at all and you're not sure, and it's kind of like, Oh, you know, you're feeling like that, just take baby steps. Like what Brian said, just, just, right push it back an hour, push it back 30 minutes. If you have to take slow babies, we do this with sleeping habits. Like people are like, I'm a night owl, you know, and they're going to bed at one o'clock two in the morning, yeah. two in the morning you know, they're up, whatever. And they say, I get a lot. I'm productive. And a lot of that is true. People are productive at night because nobody's bothering them. So in that case, you just need to take an interruption class and just block out time and get away from it. I understand with kids and family and, you know, I got to take care of the wife, got to take care of my husband. And then I go and get stuff done at night. So, mm-hmm. but then they could sleep in late. Like you could shift that and get closer to those circadian ryth- uh, rhythms of life or you get to bed early. So anyway, what we do is if they're going to bed at one o'clock, we just say, okay, can you, um, optimals 10, 8, 10 PM, let's just say, uh, as a nice focal point, but then they're like, you see them going, Oh, I could never do that. But how about 1230? Can you go to bed at 1230 and make that a non-negotiable? Yeah, I, I can do that. And then they do that. And guess what? Six months later, they're going to bed at 10, 10, 30, 11. They've made major, major changes. And then guess what? They're, they're, they're sleeping better. They're waking up. They're waking up earlier, getting stuff more done in the morning and stuff like that. So, all right. So somebody, you want to start them small on the fasting deal. You want them to, you know, bump it up or push it back about half an hour. But you're, it sounds like you want people to not eat until noon. Is that correct? Well, you know, there's, it's interesting. I get this question a lot. Is there a perfect time to have your fasting window or fe- or your feasting window? Right. Um, I think there's, uh, the pop, the most popular way is to push it back till noon and have a, have, you know, start your eating window at noon till let's just say seven, eight o'clock. But you know, if someone, I think it just depends on the individual and their lifestyle. If they really value having breakfast and having lunch, then that's fine. They can have those meals then and, and, and stop, you know, eating earlier. I actually think there's something to be said about, you know, maybe I always say the good rule of thumb is as far as your fasting and your feasting windows, you don't want to eat right away when you get up and you don't want to eat too close to bedtime. And from there you can sort of, uh, sort of, you know, tailor it to what your lifestyle just, um, you know, dictates. So if you like to eat at 10 o'clock, that could be your break fast. Right. And, and then, you know, I would say you don't want to sort of an eating window pass like eight hours long. If you want to fit three meals within that eight hours, that's fine. Or two meals. I, I, I like, you know, I like to do two meals, but you know, so let's say they do 10 o'clock and then they're done and eating at, and then another one at five o'clock and then they're done. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that either. So it doesn't have to be till noon. It, it can sort of be um, dependent on the individual. So your program is like flexible, but the key here is um, is, is this window of eating, right? Having a set window that you eat within. Mm-hmm. It's like a, um, a, conf- a confined area of where that's where I'm going to get my nutrition so that um, I, I, I'm actually spending more of my hours during the day and night when I'm sleeping where I'm in fasting mode to experience those benefits. Mm-hmm. So Let's do this. I'm going to take a quick break. When we get back, I want you to get into, um, because I want to know people to know that might be listening for the first time or hearing hearing about fasting for the second or third time. Maybe they're thinking, hmm, maybe I'll do this, but why should I do it, right? What are, the, what are the benefits? And I think that educational component is huge. So we'll get into that when we get back in just a moment. 
The average person today is carrying around 6 to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaque in the small and large intestine. That's gross, but worse, it's super unhealthy. That is why we created Gut Detox Formula. This ancient 1,000-year-old formula from India gently micro-cleanses the intestines, removing all of that funk and gunk and junk that is destroying your health while leaving your good bacteria behind, which is part of your immune system. And there is no diarrhea like most gut detox products, and it's made with the same chemical-free body promise, no stimulants, 100% nature, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with my friend Brian Grin. Uh, he's a personal trainer, and he's got a cool little um, informational booklet. Is it a challenge? It, well, there's a challenge online. There's also a journal, but yes. It's the journal. Okay, the journal comes with the challenge. Okay, good. Yeah. So he's got like a fasting challenge, and I really like this, and I wanted to have him on to talk about this because, um, you know, I did um, – um, I, I went deep, actually, on – on, on my podcast, I got to look it up now because it, it's, I can't remember exactly which number it is. I probably should have looked it up ahead of time, but I went deep on fasting. Um, so I, what I'd like you guys to do is when you're done listening to this, go back and listen to my stuff. Then you can also go back and check out um, and then go, go to Brian's website and, and check out his fasting challenge. Cause I think challenges are really powerful. Like I was talking about earlier, it really gets people that don't want to do anything to actually get excited about doing something. Because there's a start time and there's an end time. Mm -hmm. So while I'm looking up my when I did that, let's get into why. Why would somebody want to do fasting? What are the benefits? Yeah, lots of benefits. Everyone does it, I think, for like a different reason, mainly for fat loss um, and to try to essentially get into fat burning mode, which, um, you know, obviously you run it, you can run on glucose, sugar, or you can run on your own fat stores. And in order to get into running on your own fat stores, you have to lower insulin and the efficient and best way to lower insulin is to get into a fasted state. Um, so that's one main reason. Another one is some people, you know, might have some, um, you know, let's just say they want mental clarity or a better concentration throughout the day. Maybe they're running low on energy a lot of times. Um, and this is probably one of the main reasons I do it is to have that mental clarity throughout the day. And that's why I love you know, most of my activities are done in a fast state. So, um, that's another reason. Another one could be maybe in, increased energy. Um, you know, studies have shown increase in, um, adrenaline, um, which obviously helps you with energy throughout the day. Uh, there have studies shown the increased gro growth hormone would be another reason. Um, and you know, we, we, what you mentioned already, which was, um, cell cleansing, you know, the best way to heal yourself a lot of times, especially if you talk about gut healing is to just not eat. Um, cause there's a lot of energy that's put into digestion. So, you know, um, you know, cell cleansing and stimulating autophagy, um, is another reason some people get into it as well. Um, Can you and explain then, uh, autophagy for people. Cause that might, if somebody, you know, like me 11 years ago, if I would have heard maybe, <laughs> maybe it was about nine years ago or eight years ago, if somebody said autophagy, it had been like listening to uh, the teacher on peanuts go wah, 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 wah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what is autophagy? Yeah, simply put, it's, um, it's self-eating. Um, so you're actually, <clears throat> it's almost like if you're taking your easy way to explain it is like, you know, we bring our cars in to get um, oil change, wheels aligned, um, you know, anything else that needs to be done. It's, it's our body's way of doing it. And um, autophagy was studied back. Gosh, I think the guy that um, found it won like a Nobel Peace Prize, or I want to say, but either way, he um, anyway stimulating autophagy. Something the best way to do that is to abstain from eating um, and not taking any calories. And it's just yeah, it's 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 your body regenerating new cells, and um, it's pretty remarkable. Now, the the verdict I would say is still out is how long do you have to fast to get into autophagy and do certain things um, sort of triggered you to get out of autophagy. And I think there's a lot of sort of back and forth on that, that whole realm, but, but either way you want to have sort of this balance between, um, building and then breaking down. Um, and this would be the breaking down portion and building would be obviously when you're eating and you're secreting insulin and things like that. Um, 
And then lastly, actually reduction in inflammation. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. 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 So inflammation, um, like I, I can tell you this, I've done some longer fasts and I used to have some hip issues and I, I felt like it, it definitely helped with that. I interviewed a guy on my podcast, um, Barton Scott with upgraded formulas, cool company. They do like hair mineral tests. Um, and he did like an 11 day fast. It was crazy talking about that a little 11 day fast. Cause he had in injuries actually he did it to heal. Um, so I'm not promoting 11 day fast. I think this is something you have to work yourself into, but, um, there are benefits, a lot of benefits to abstaining from food. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I've got it pulled up here. So a couple things. Number one, if you guys want to uh, go deeper with me on intermittent fasting, how it can maximize your health, it was episode 10 of the Health Hero Show. So it was um, a while back. Now, <laughs> it was Yoshinori Osumi. Oh, yeah. he, he won the Nobel Prize in Physiology of Medicine in 2016 for the discoveries of mechanisms for autophagy. So these mechanisms go. is the process were mostly unknown until the 1900s, early 1900s, and he conducted a series of groundbreaking experiments with yeast where he detected autophagy and identified genes important to the process. So it's again where the the body starts basically I look it up it's like it's like cleaning up dead cells. It's like taking your body into the repair shop, you know, or into the mechanic, cleaning up all, you know, new spark plugs, new fuel filters, or if your car got in a wreck, it's going to go in and fix all the damaged stuff and fix it. So it comes out new. So think about that. So if you're not feeling good, um, you can literally get in th these fasting is going to be you daily repairing the body. This is part of our overall message about defending public health. And that's starting with you, you becoming your own doctor, you learning to self heal, right? You taking 100% responsibility for your health. And think about it. Literally doing nothing <laughs> is like medicine. Like you are becoming your own doctor because you're becoming, you're becoming an intelligent system, not just an open or dumb system. Just kind of, oh, it's on the TV. Oh. And then why is it like that every third commercial is like pharmaceutical drugs and every other third commercial is like telling you what to eat? Nowhere in nature does an animal need a commercial to tell them what to eat. They instinctively know what to eat. Mm -hmm. Polar bears eat what a polar bear eats and a penguin eats what a penguin eats and the gorilla eats what a gorilla eats. Yet we seem to have to, we're confused because we don't know what to do. We've been disconnected from nature. So I think it's really important. This autophagy, uh, allowing the body to self heal itself simply by delaying eating. Now. Um, so just to cover this dude, cause I, I really want this to sink home with, with the health heroes, the listeners is that the power of fasting whether it's intermittent fasting, what we're talking about now, or longer-term fast, a.k.a. there's juice fast, which is almost like it's like liquid nutrition. You're, 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 juice, you're almost juice feasting. You're not fasting because you're getting the nutrition without the excess, with all the fiber and all these other excess calories. It's just complete up, uptake right into the system. No, no digestion, right? It goes right, th right into the intestinal tract, and in 20 minutes, those nutrients are into your body. And then you have water fasting. This is the true fasting. You mentioned it earlier. It's almost every religious uh, uh, sect out there has. It's like, you want to get closer to God? What do you do? Two things. Mm -hmm. you fast and you pray because it freaking dials you in to God. It dials you in your mental clarity. And these were some of the benefits, guys. So think about this. Simply by not eating or is losing weight. I mean, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> like. <if you're, laughs> Yeah. You eat a salad versus a pizza, you're probably going to have less weight on you. Um, but lowering your insulin. So for the diabetics out there, the power of fasting can be huge, but you have to be careful. I've noticed that with, with type 2 diabetes, as especially um, we believe that people should eat monolithically first, right, in, in the beginning until they get that blood sugar. That's a very thing. You should always do this under your doctor's supervision. Um, what, when I mean monolithic, I mean one, eat one thing, like just eat a leafy green salad. So instead of like, pancakes and bacon and eggs for breakfast. You just have a green leafy salad. Now I know that doesn't sound like the most appetizing thing, but guess what? You know, it's better than having to stab yourself with insulin shots the rest of your life. Right. It's it, you're, you're basically a prisoner. Um, and you got to worry about that stuff. Um, uh, mental clarity, huge. We just talked about that. How many people want to increase their energy? Fasting can do that. Brian's program can help you. Um, increased growth hormone. It's huge. Um, that's huge. How many people are trying to take 
uh, you know, supplements or, you know, getting injections or going to big pharma, trying to increase their growth hormone. Um, gut healing is huge. Um, we talk about this all the time, man. Like when somebody's sick or you got a cold or a flu or whatever, you got some type of a respiratory infection, whatever it is, you don't feel good. Your body, you're not hungry. Right. It's like, yeah, you're just intuitive and you're just like, you don't want anything. <laughs> yeah. And you, 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 that's nature. That's you, your nature. That's your body telling you I'm, I'm going to heal. So this whole thing, like starve a flu, feed a cold, that's bullshit. It's, it's both. When you have a cold or a flu, those are those are both you know viruses. You you starve them, right? And it's not just about starving them; it's about not consuming that food. Brian touched on a really important point earlier. About sixty to eighty percent of all your energy is used for digestion on a daily basis. The di the the digestive tract, the driving engine of your health. A lot of energy it's required from the daily every day just to digest your food. So if you stop eating and you're fasting, all that energy gets rerouted where? To your activities of daily living or when you're sick to your immune system, mm -hmm. right? So you're cleaning yourself up. So um, cellular repair, we just talked about that. And then a huge one, a huge one is reduced inflammation. We're really talking about that over here a lot because inflammation is a precursor to all disease. So some pretty big benefits here for, uh, and some reasons why, um, someone would want to, they would want to fast and, you know, talk to Yoshinori about it, right? You want a Nobel prize, just pointing out what the body does naturally when you're not stuffing your face all the time. So here's the thing to get you guys off the hook though. And I wanted your opinion on this, Brian, mm -hmm. a lot of people are, you know, we talked about the emotional addiction, but there's also a biological, uh, um, a I would say it's addiction, but it's a biological driver to get, it's getting people to overeat. And that's because 85% of the nutrients have been farmed out of our soil. I mean, our, our food is deficient. It's processed. It's irradiated. It's cooked. It's canned. It's in a box. It's in a jar. So when your cells are 85% deficient, even in those of you that are, you know, maybe you, you're eating organic now, if the soil is deficient, the plants are deficient or the animals that you're eating that ate the plants are deficient. You're going to be deficient. I, what I've noticed, Brian, is about 85% of people are walking around on 15% fuel, 15% octane. Mm -hmm. Would you drive your car? If everybody else is getting 89% octane, 85, 90, and your car is, oh, I'm just going to put it in a 15% octane. You wouldn't choose that for your car, but unknowingly we're choosing that for our body. So on a cellular level, our cells are sitting there going, hey, dude, or hey, dudette, like, I'm starving. I'm actually starving for nutrients. I need nutrition. You just keep giving me all these empty calories, so I'm just going to keep telling you, go eat. And we eat, we eat, we eat, we eat, right? So there's a there's a big problem right there because there's a disconnect from nature. We're starving on a cellular level, and so we have this huge appetite for food because on a, we don't realize on a cellular level we're trying to get nutrition, but the foods we're eating are devoid in it. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with it, and, and I would say people get on this roller, this insulin or – you know, glucose roller coaster, uh, right from the start, you know, you just think of breakfast and what people are the typical breakfast that people eat. And, uh, you just have a lot of processed, processed carbs right off the bat. And that just sets you up for the rest of the day to just incur more hunger and just put you on this roller coaster throughout the day. And then you're just going to be tired, um, you know, from the start. So I think, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, yes, we're losing nutrients and they're being depleted from our soil. Like you mentioned, but you know, if you're having a muffin first thing in the morning, man, that's not gonna, that's not gonna help too much either. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously eating organic would be perfect, but if, even if they're not, I think that's a step ahead. If they eat something that's not refined right off the bat, that's a good starting point. Yeah, like an apple. <laughs> it's so simple. It's like we we forget how easy it is to be healthy. Like just pick something and eat it. Right. No, nobody in between you and your food, right? It's just direct, you know, and, and talk about, I like keeping things simple. That's why I do like fasting because it is pretty much black and white, right? You're either in a fasted state or in a fed state. And I think for a lot of people that can help because there's so much rhetoric about different diets and different ways of eating and my macronutrients and all this stuff where fasting is, you know, so simple and flexible and can be done. And like you mentioned, you save money. Like, I, I don't even want to know like how much money I've probably 
saved from cutting one meal out, you know, throughout the day, and not only money, but time, just giving you time back. And so I think that's what makes it so, you know, no matter the eating style, whether they're vegetarian or carnivore, it doesn't matter. Fasting applies to everybody. Yeah, that's a good point. It is, um, fasting matters. (laughs) It's really important, dude. It's pretty awesome. Well, um, let's take another break and then we get back. I want to get into, we'll talk a little bit more about like, um, the difference between like a juice fast and a water fast. And then also like to get into some of your client stories, some of the people that are doing your challenge, you know, why they're doing it and what the results are. We'll be right back. Turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across India and Southeast Asia and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth. Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body turmeric 100 liquid drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution absorbs over 100 times better than regular turmeric products, eliminating the need to add black pepper. Turmeric 100 helps against inflammation and pain and is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% natural, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, health heroes? Tim James here. I am back with my ho- uh, my host. I'm yeah. the host. Dang it! My guest, Brian Grin. He is a personal trainer, pretty much a health coach too. Um, for what you're doing, I, I just really liked. I was excited to have you on because it's been since episode ten that I really talked about. I mean, I've mentioned a few times here and there, but I wanted to kind of have another episode on fasting because it is important. Okay, and it's something so simple, like you were saying, it's so black and white it's so cut and dry how easy it is to be your own doctor and start healing your body right so you know i i've actually i was told a long time ago it's like tim if you if if, if you have ever get like diagnosed with cancer or something like that or you're sick you get the flu or a cold or anything the best thing to do is com- stop eating stop eating like in three days you will do a commute a complete immune system reset complete mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, back then I wasn't ready for that message because I was just like, dude, three days with no food. I was freaked out. But then I was listening to this guy. I got turned on to, to Dr. CB. Are you familiar with him? I don't know Dr. CB. No. Oh, dude, you should check him out. He's super okay. cool, dude. He's passed away now, but um, he was way well into his 80s. And, you know, who knows uh, what what happened to him? Uh, there's could be some conspiracies there, or it could be true what happened to him. Maybe he was offed for what he was doing, but he was one of the only people that actually took on the FDA head on and won in court mm-hmm. by himself with no attorneys. They tried to shut him down for his practice. So cool story. He never picked up a book in his life, never read, became a um, a steam engineer for the Navy, and then got hired in private practice. And this guy hired him just to because he couldn't believe that like he could have gotten an engineering degree without reading a book <laughs> something like that crazy story and oh. he ended up being being like his best engineer best employee so dr cb um ended up getting uh i think he was got diabetes um he was in his 30s he was impotent he couldn't get an erection and dude this story is so hilarious i gotta tell a little bit of it so but awesome too and very p- profound and powerful and why we're, why you're here today to talk about fasting with the group so Dr. CB was, he tried everything, you know, it's one of those things well, I've tried everything. Well, if you tried everything, you would have healed, but so he ends up getting re- hooked up with this, uh, with this, um, Mexican dude who was in his nineties. And so I think he was down in California at the time. I think he drove down to Mexico and this guy had two wives and a goat in the house, um, in this little hut. And he's kind of walking in and, he starts talking to the guy and he says, look, I've got diabetes. I'm, I'm impotent. Um, I feel like crap. I have low energy, mental fog, all this stuff. And he's like, okay, here's what you do. You stop eating for 90 days and, um, and you heal yourself. And he's like, what? He's like, you're crazy. He's like, what are you talking about? He said, you're the one that's in his thirties that has diabetes and his dick doesn't work. He goes, I'm 90 years old and I got two wives and a goat. <laughs> it's like, and he's like, so he, he basically sent him home and he said, you can eat this. And it was like this, this like vegetable that was kind of like a cucumber. And that's all he did. He drank water and ate these cucumber deals for 90 days. And when he came back, guess what? His diabetes was gone. 
his erection problems were gone. His impotence was gone. E, e you know, uh, erectile dysfunction. And, um, and he healed himself. And he was so amazed by this. He started studying herbs and then he became Dr. CB and he started helping people um, with, uh, you know, he's like, they got in trouble because he was helping people healing from AIDS and, and all kinds of stuff. Right. So he's got a really cool story, but there again is another story. And this, the whole guy's life was built on, it started on what was passed down by this Hispanic dude that just basically said, stop eating, dude. It's the, it's the, it's, it's, it's the garbage that you're putting into your, your system that's killing you. And it's hard for people to wrap their arms around it when you've been indoctrinated into it by society and your mom and your dad and grandma and grandpa and your aunts and uncles and everybody's eating all the same crap. Right. So what do you think about Dr. CB? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have to look him up. I never heard of him, but seems like a legend. Yeah, he, he's totally a legend. He really is. <laughs> like a legend. All right. So what's the difference, Brian, between like a juice fast or we'll just we'll kind of mentioned earlier and water fasting? What's the difference? Well, for one, a juice, fa a juice fast, I mean, you're obviously taking in calories. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you, you know, you're getting nutrients that, that way. I, I think it just depends on your goals. I think, you know, like a water fast, I would say is the best way to do it because that's, that's a, that would, I would call a real fast. Um, and it depends, you know, it, like for example, any type of insulin spike, um, you know, if you're doing it to, I would depend, you know, if you're doing it for autophagy, I would say, you know, water, maybe coffee, black coffee has been shown to maybe help with autophagy a little bit, you know, that's fine. If you're doing it, um, perhaps for a longer period of time, or maybe you want to ease into it. You know, I always look at like, there's these fasting training wheels that you can use that maybe isn't like a pure fast, but it will help you ease into it and get used to maybe not having a bunch of processed food. Then maybe you start with a juice fast and you work yourself way into like a water fast. Yeah. You know? So I look I was, at it. I was hoping yeah. you were going to say that because it's, that's exactly what I believe. So those of you listening, if water fasting scares you, you can just do a juice fast or juice feasting, right? Cause all you're doing is you're replacing eating all that food. Cause at the end of the day, when you eat all that food, your body is going to process out all the heavy stuff, the material, and then you're going to get juice your body, your, your, your mouth and your body's a juicer basically. Mm -hmm. Right. So to get it into your bloodstream and your cell, it's got to get into basically juice form and the juicer does the work for you. Or you can go to these like juice companies and they can do like a one day, three day, five day, 10 day, seven day package, whatever you want to do. The first day or two can be a little bit hard, but they give you so many juices. You just drink, drink, drink. You're full. You're in, you have all those nutrients going in. You don't even, you're not even hungry. Right. So I think that's a really good point of what you said is the juicing can be just like a baby step to the water fasting. So the first step is like getting people just off of the habit of having to put food down their mouth every day, get them on juice. And then maybe six months down the road, they're like, Oh, I'm going to do a one day water fast. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the one thing just to be careful with the juice with juicing is what you're juicing. You know, if you're, if you're juicing oranges and apples, you know, you're like you said, you're taking a lot of the fiber out of it and that that's helps slow digestion when you're just, you know, putting it right into the bloodstream. A lot of times you're going to get these insulin spikes that you're, you're maybe trying to avoid with fasting in itself. So I think it depends on what you're juicing. You just, I would just be careful on that standpoint, but yeah, it, it could be sort of an, a way to ease yourself into an actual water fast. So green juices would be more applicable, right? Yeah. So you know, and if you guys don't have a juicing company in your area where you can get juice, um, that's why we have green 85 juice formula. Um, uh, we used to promote, like when I first had, it was like a, it was like a 10 day, it was like a 10 day juice cleanse. We called it. And we would just have take people take green 85, like three, four, five times a day, as much as they needed. They just drink it. Cause all that, you know, high quality nutrition would regulate their blood sugar and, and handle it. And they would take it with the gut detox product cleaning the digestive tract at the same time, flooding the body with nutrients, replacing it. So you can do it with one can of green 85 real easy and just do it over a, you know, four five, six, ten 10 day period. Go, go as long as you want. I actually made it 40 days and 40 nights just on green 85. Never mm -hmm. promoted that, but I, I, I did it to do it for marketing, but it was more two things. One for myself, just as a mental thing. And it took me like three or four tries to get there. I think the first time I made it 11 days then I made it like 21 days and then finally I made it 40. So, 
everything is perfect. If you decide to do like a two day juice cleanse and you make it for half a day, give yourself a big warm hug. And that was a success because it's more than you did before. Yeah. And, and I would say if maybe you don't want to go the juicing route, um, bone broth is great. <clears throat> yeah. Um, people, people use bone broth, you know, cause you want to make sure you get electrolytes and the minerals. You know, a lot of times we get depleted from that when we are fasting. So, um, if you just, you know, even just using a good sea salt, like a Redmond sea salt is important with, with water as well, or like a good mineral water, coconut water, something like that. Raw coconut water is pretty good. Um, or electrolytes. Um, yeah. So do you have any other tips, um, that you have, I mean, or kind of give us a snapshot or like, well, for, yeah, give us some tips and then we'll talk about a couple, uh, stories about some people you're, you've worked with. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Tips regarding fasting. I would say that if you're going to start, do it on a day that you're busy, do it on a day where you have a lot of stuff going on, because a lot of times we, we, we fast, we don't realize that you like miss a meal. You're like, Oh God, I didn't even know. So I would do it on a day that you're out and about and not maybe just sitting in front of the kitchen and, um, have these temptations thrown at you. Um, like we talked about drinking water, I think a good carbonated water, sparkling mineral water is a great place to start because, you know, the carbonation sort of helps keep you full throughout the day. Um, what else I would just say, you know, stay busy. I wouldn't, I would not tell, you know, if you're, if you're getting into fasting, I think it helps to do it with a partner, but I also, I don't think you should talk to and tell people maybe who aren't going to be supportive of this. Um, because a lot of people look at it like, oh, you're, starving yourself and you're really not starving yourself. It's far from that. Um, so, you know, I would say those are probably my, the biggest, uh, starting tips. And then if you, if you want, like we talked about almost like training wheels, you know, black coffee is great. I wouldn't overdo it with the coffee. Maybe make sure, obviously make sure you're getting a good organic sourced co uh, coffee bean and, um, and doing that would be, um, a good, you know, good, a good way to curtail hunger and things like that. Um, so those are good tips to start out with. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, and what have you experienced, uh, on your, on your fasting program This 21 day, it's a challenge and you got this journal. It's, mm -hmm. it's kind of old school. A lot of people <laughs> like that. I actually have some friends of mine. They still have their calendars are still in a, Oh yeah. Paper I do too. Just flip it and they, they, they erase it and put people in, they have a pencil and you know, it's, they take complete ownership of it. I kind of like that. Yeah. I'm the same way. It's maybe I have a calendar sitting right here. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, people on the challenge, I think like we talked about before, um, each day they're going to record in the first day, they're going to record their measurements, their waist, their height, things like that. Um, then they're going to measure how much sleep they got, how much water they're drinking. If they did any type of workout activity, any type of de-stressing activity, and then they're also going to record their fasting and their feasting times as well. Um, and then essentially they're going to record what they're eating throughout the day. And each, you know, each day, the goal or each week, I would say the goal is to move, move that break, break fast time an hour gradually. Um, and, and that's the whole idea with the journal is just sort of the easy into it and hold and hold you accountable. That's awesome. Yeah. I also like the journaling because, you know, I think about 70% of us are very visual. And so yeah. just by the act of writing it down, not only you bring it tangible into the, into the universe here, but the retention goes up about 90%. Plus it brings a lot of awareness of actually what's what you're inputting into your intelligent system. Right. Yeah. And by, and by recording it, it's, you're really becoming, um, the controller piece of the system. Right. Which yeah. is important. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, I think the the biggest piece for a lot of people is being held accountable. Um, and some people need it on certain levels. May, writing it down is one is one way to be held accountable, right? Because you hate to write down that I just had a bag of uh, peanut M and M's um, for the last hour. Uh, <laughs> and so, just the act of doing that holds them accountable. Now, some people need more. Um, like I have, I, I work with people one-on-one, -on -one, like I'm, you mentioned, you used to work with people one-on-one -on -one. and some people need that one-on-one -on -one support where they're talking to you every week to hold them accountable. I really do think that's just the missing piece because I mean, like we talked about, I think people know the difference between eating, you know, an apple and eating, um, you know, an Oreo cookie, they know the difference, but you know, they got no one, you know, we're so used to growing up and you have these teachers and we're being held accountable on so many levels. And then when you become an adult, you know, throw that out the window, you know, you're in control of yourself for the most part. Yeah. Um, 
And so I think that's just, go ahead. Sorry. No, I just think that's a big missing piece. I was going to say too, it's, it's like for people in the military too, I talked to so many people that were in the military and as soon as they come out, you know, their hair's cut and they're, they're in shape. And then sometimes they get out of the military, they lose the accountability, not all people, mm-hmm. but then they gain weight and they kind of slip into old habits and stuff. Cause the accountability is not there. That's why me personally, I know, I don't care how disciplined I am. I drift at times. That's why I like to have mentors and coaches, right. people to hold me accountable because I understand it just helps me get to where I want to go faster and keeps me on course. Just knowing that I got to plug into somebody is, um, or tell them what I'm doing, or like you just said, just the act of writing it down, having that journal, that journal can be become just a very easy accountability tool. Yeah. Yeah. I think we need, I think having coaches in all, in all areas of life, um, is huge. I mean, I've, I've had business coaches most of my life and I think, you know, whether it's a business coach or a health coach, you know, we all need that. So in your fasting program, uh, it's a 21 day challenge. Basically they get a journal, a physical journal, and then are you coaching them on a weekly basis or how does that work? Yeah, it's interesting. Actually it's going, it's, I'm doing a bit of a, uh, change on it right now. It, it, they currently, um, they get daily email reminders. They, uh, they get the journal. So it's a little more hands-off actually, but now I've changed it. I, I, it's being probably going to be up in the next few weeks where I'm going to have it where on certain days we start. And we, we, that's the group going and they're going to get videos every day of me, um, talking about a different topic. So either way, okay, cool. it's a, yeah, well, it'll, so be, it'll be a few weeks before this airs anyway. So it'll be probably about perfect oh, okay. timing. You'll probably have your new system up. If not, it'll be yeah. there shortly. If you're there <laughs> looking right now and getting started. It, they, I mean, don't, here's the thing. Don't wait. Don't wait for his freaking videos. Just get started. Yeah. Right. If that's something you want to do and you want somebody to hold your hand for it, um, you know, Brian can help you do that. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, I did want, I I do have a couple minutes. I did want you to tell like one story. Do you have uh, a client just off the top of your head that called in that was kind of a unique story and they did fasting and you know, what was their problem and how did it help them? Yeah. Um, let me think of a story. Yeah. So I, uh, I worked with a, a busy entrepreneurial mother of like five And, uh, you know, she was, she, she actually was plateauing a bit with her weight loss goals. She was a big time runner and, you know, you would see her, you think, oh, she's, you know, she's in good shape, but she wanted to just lose those extra, let's just say 10, 15 pounds. And so, um, never, she never really did any type of fasting. And so we, we started implementing, um, you know, just closing that eating window that she had, um, and making sure that she's obviously eating nutrient dense foods. And yeah, I mean, she, the rest was history, you know, those, those extra 10, 15 pounds that she, that she had, you know, uh, put on over the last, let's say 15, 20 years, um, came off and, and, um, and it it actually helped her with her joints because she's a big runner. Um, and losing those extra pounds can definitely help, um, with the knees and the ankles and things like that. So, um, that was just one story, but, um, you know, you don't necessarily have to be, you know, even for, you don't have to be like, morbidly obese to think, Oh, then I need to do fasting. This could be someone that maybe, you know, like we all know it's tougher and tougher as you get older to, um, to have your, you know, to have your weight where you want it to be. And so this could be for people who maybe even just plateaued at a certain spot. Yeah. And guys, it's such a, such a powerful, powerful in-home therapy you can do or at work therapy. I mean, it's just like, it's simple. Like you said, it's black and white. So Brian, where do people reach you if they want to get a hold of you and check out your 21 day fasting challenge? Yeah, if they just go to BrianGrin.com, uh, that's B-R-I-A-N and G-R-Y-N.com. And also there's a dedicated page to the challenge with 21 day fasting challenge.com. Oh, okay. Yeah. BrianGrin.com or the 21 day fasting challenge.com. We'll put it in the in the description down below. And uh really appreciate you coming on today, brother. It's been been nice. Been nice to, have to come on and talk about fasting and hopefully this message, uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to thank you for, you know, doing a bit of a podcast swap. That was fun. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, you guys can check him out again over there at the, at the, um, get lean, eat clean podcast. So for our, to our listeners around the globe, um, love you guys. And I just wanted again to have somebody on to talk about fasting again, because it is such a sometimes overlooked. We get into all these other things like putting in these superfoods and all this stuff into the body. And, you know, this is one of the big reasons why 
all these little weird, these, these fads and these other diets and stuff come up. It's like, it's not so much about, um, what you're putting into your body. It's about what you're not putting in the standard American diet is so bad. And it's spread like a, literally like a cancer all over this planet. Mm -hmm. Um, that it's like getting away from just it will turn your health, health around. And that's why fasting, intermittent fasting, juice, fasting, water, fasting, um, and we didn't even get into dry fasting, which is really powerful. You don't eat and you don't drink anything. Mm. We're gonna talk about freaking heal the body fast. That that stuff is like that's like a nuclear bomb of healing going off in your body. So I hope this episode inspires you to look into fasting. I hope that you will take baby steps. I hope you will get educated on it. Again, you can go to episode 10 of the Health Hero Show to go deeper into intermittent fasting. Brian has the challenge if you need to be held by the hand, um, which I think is a good thing. And I just want to inspire you guys to to become students, get educated, and then, you know, take action. Taking action is the critical component. We got to get the awareness, we get educated, and then we have to act. And we put those three things together. That's how we're going to transform our health. That's how we're going to transform our life. And we're going to raise not only our health, but our consciousness and, um, and do things that we need to do to, to, to you know, change ourselves and, and give other people permission slips to change themselves and have better health. So that's how we're going to defend public health. And Brian, thank you again for coming on. And until next time, change yourself, change your world, and we'll see you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to The Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world, and we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. Ha, ha, ha.